0: I, Lord British, welcome thee to the quest of the Avatar. Thou shalt guide our people into the new
1: age of enlightenment. Yeah,
0: it's weird. That was unexpected. So that's a Japanese ad? Yeah. yeah. Wild. Wild. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me, but I absolutely love that ad. I don't know. I didn't see that coming. (laughs) No, I I didn't didn't either when I saw it. It was weird. Hey, you guys, welcome to Play Retro. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Johnson, and I would like an appointment with Lord British, if you please. Oh, you say he's busy trying to fly to the moon? Fine. I will spend instead my time playing Ultima games at a very large, or sorry, at a very large isometric-like angle and enjoy the RPG innovations as they flow over me one by one. Oh, that reminds me. How did Origin and the Ultima brand do after being acquired by EA? My eyes! My eyes!
1: Oh, yes, and I'm your other host, Brian Dunaway, and this fortune teller is asking me some very uncomfortable questions about my virtue. Consider this. Mm. A dude happens upon a mysterious Ren fair and just wants to leave. Post haste. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do I, A, punch the smug lady in the face yep. for pride? Or, B, I poop my pants and be escorted out for humiliation? I choose B. Oh, hi, Lord British. I messed my britches. Yeah, I'll see myself out.
0: Yeah. Get out of there. You have no honor. Some of you are like, oh, Ultima. They're talking about Ultima. Well, we're not talking about Ultima yeah. 1. Consider this. Yeah, consider this. We're not talking about Ultima one through three. We're talking about four through six, which by many people's recollection is the uh meaty part of the games, right? That's the place you yes. wanted it's to. It's the be Age the of Enlightenment trilogy. Right. Whereas the early stuff, a little experimental and kind of really janky and hard to play and all that. Uh those games, you know, those were that's Richard Garriott in his basement making those games. This one's with like Had a little bit of help, had some team and had some, you know, stuff going on that was more than that. And they're also the ones that people mostly point to as the classics before things got to like Underworld, which is my favorite. Oh, wait, not Underworld. Hmm. What is it? Ultimate Underworld. I thought it was that's Underworld. It. Is it that is Underworld. Last
1: week? I think we said that's the same exact
0: conversation last week. So I
1: did. I, 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 know. I thought you said Underworld was it.
0: but I, I don't know wrong. why I keep doing that, but I mix it up. But it is Ultimate Underworld, and that was awesome. That came out in like 92 or something. Mm-hmm. had like a Doom-like 3D engine. and uh, You are forgiven as there is a million Ultimas. Oh, yeah. A million. He went crazy with the Ultima toward the end there. The 90s were mm-hmm. Ultimate time. Um, anyway, we're going to talk about those. Before we get to it all, though. We're going to talk about uh, a couple of things. I played this game called Symphony of War. I don't know if you've heard of it, Brian. Maybe you have.
1: Hmm. I have not. That is interesting. Is it kind of a World of Warcraft kind of thing? What is it? Symphony it is. Of um,
0: okay, so Fire Emblem, the classic Fire Emblems, mostly the ones you would oh, see on like GBA yes. and, you know, uh, Super Nintendo. Well, I don't know if the Super NES had one or not, but they make modern ones too. But the hmm. Fire Emblem series in general. Uh, which I'm a fan of, uh, Symphony of War is like a modern take on that, but also a throwback in a lot of ways. And it's on Steam. It's relatively cheap and is very good. So if you miss that kind of gameplay and you want to kind of go back to those basics, but also yeah. there's a few innovations in there. The way they do, uh, like instead of having single unit battles, you're kind of in a squad. So you instead of you just being a guy with a sword, like in Fire Emblem, you're a guy with a sword, but you also have two archers that back you up, and you have a healer in your little tiny squad. You're represented by a single dude on the overmap, but when you get into a fight, these squads kind of play out a little bit more like you, you would expect from, like, uh, uh, what's the what are the two they remade this year? Um, and they took forever because of the Ukrainian thing. Uh, Advance Wars, a little bit more like that. We're advanced wars oh yeah yeah advanced wars yeah. oh my yes we we got to talk about that too yeah we're to like ever custom of a war yeah i would a, just want a game yeah you just want to want to play you want to play a game how about some more let's do that anyway right, uh this this game is very good and i just think retro players would like it um it plays in a it plays amazing on the steam deck so it's a really great place for that uh very good game plays a controller or, or uh it's keyboard retro-like. and mouse yeah it's very good Uh, Brian, what did you... Oh, I was going to say one other thing. Something else I learned this week. I wanted to share this with you. So, you know this sound. Let me play it for you real quick here. All right, you know that sound. It's from Mario. Love that sound. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's a Mario sound. Play it one more time. When you stretch that out, keep the pitch the same, but stretch it out to see what it's constructed of. This is what it actually sounds like. That... Is this that is that crazy or what? That is crazy
1: because the other one sounds totally like you would hear yep. in just some random NES
0: game. Yep. that again one more time. Did you do that? Did you stretch that out? I did. It's awesome. Let me do it again. Here's the stretch out. All right. And then here's the crunch. Crazy. crazy. Holy smokes. That is amazing
1: that it was able, they took something that was already there. They sped it up and created this almost new instrument sound that is isn't that wild, weird' it's
0: totally wild. How about this that one? Here's another one for you. So you know this sound going into the pipes. yeah right in Mario yeah here's what that is when you stretch it out
2: wow.
0: So you get three of those and then when you shrink it up. Is that crazy? so it's not that like they crazy. made it's now, it, not like they made sounds they took other sounds mushed them to make a sound in other them. words yeah the compressing right. of, of another sound which sounds more like music makes an actual audible like a thing that's super recognizable you hear that sound now and you go oh it's freaking mario going on the pipes you just hear it you know interesting yeah anyway genius i, I was genius tempted
1: them creators of content back in the 80s always finding a way
0: yeah, I was oh, I was inspired by this TikToker who was doing it with some other stuff, and I thought, well, can I do some of those? So I went and did a couple.
1: Um, I can do stuff. Look out, look out.
0: I have oh. things I can do. <laughs> Screw you, TikTok! Uh, Brian, what did you get up to this week in the retro space world? Well, I did
1: something I didn't think I would do. I was just uh, hap- I was just looking at some retro news earlier this week, and I noticed that uh, someone had released uh, this game preservation website called Hidden Palace. It released a uh, prototype of a game that was never released. Called a, uh, it was just a Daredevil game for the PS2, and I, I was like, oh, I'm gonna take a look at this. D- Man, Daredevil, the Marvel Dare,
0: Daredevil, like the Marvel one,
1: right? That's right, the, the Daredevil Marvel game, not okay. some Daredevil on a motorcycle or nothing. No, 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 <laughs> Daredevil, blind lawyer Matt Murdock in his, uh his red outfit with the double D's, the double D's, Scott. Mm. Yeah, so this game is freaking cool because I was like, oh. You know, I haven't got the new Spider-Man on the PS5, but Daredevil's got kind of a Spider-Man vibe. He's got he's small-town goodness. He's got his little stick mm-hmm. and he can he can launch little uh things so he can fly through the air. You know, you see him in the street scenes where he's flying through the air and stuff. Mm-hmm. This game does that. Allows you to play it. I played a little bit of it PS2, a little ganky, very late game proto- prototype stuff. I put a link in the I put a link in the uh next to my description mm-hmm. with a video mm-hmm. if you want to do that instead of showing the daredevil pose man, <laughs> the t you don't like that t pose there not not a big fan D. of the t pose i sure. love that he's got the 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 michelangelo uh man pose mm. man pose Look it like man the, pose looks like he's the looks like he's getting it imported into a 3d application so you can uh put some uh <laughs> put some skeletal work on it so oh, you look can, at this. Can make it move around this is an actual <laughs> game this is crazy to
0: me i didn't know this was a thing it was a
1: prototype game that was never released it, it got axed because i think marvel didn't like what the developer was laying out they didn't think it was consistent with the game but see it's got the marvel intro thing i don't know if they added that or not but the 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 game preservation hidden palace yeah uh has a freely available i grabbed it it is it's a lot of fun for some gank. It had a lot of potential in my opinion because I love the world of Daredevil. Yeah, Dare I don't Double's know why. Great. Why am I enamored with a guy who's blind but has X-ray vision, so he still can see? Well, it's not X-ray, okay. but it's like and he's a, got
0: ninja powers. Yeah, he's got ninja powers, his, right? His sight is a different thing. It's like a heightened uh, the combination of all his other sight stuff almost is like sonar, so he kind of can get a better look at people. Although they keep changing the way that right. works in like comics, TV shows. They're not very consistent with it, which kind of bums me out. No.
1: Uh, look at this in-between yeah. b- in artwork that looks very much like comics or, that would have been out around the time of the PS2. They, they just, it's a good-looking prototype. I can't believe they just threw it out.
0: They just threw it out, baby. I, I don't like when stuff gets thrown I out. It. I wish they would hold on to these things. No. And this would what have been right NBA around the time. Is this around the time of the Colin Farrell movie? Or not Colin Farrell. Sorry. Oh, uh, ben Affleck.
1: Oh, no, no. The, uh, ben Affleck. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Farrell Fel- ben- was in it. He was a bad guy. He was he was uh right, 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 right. But like, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't the daredevil. Yeah. Uh so yeah, you I I I would assume so. PS2 era. So and it's really cool because you're showing on screen right now one of the things, one of the powers he would have where you could go into like this vision thing, but it yeah. was where you would see you could see like his own heartbeat, or you could see uh the things that were happening around them. So it's kind of like almost this transparent view. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool because you would you would encounter some, some bad guys uh and you would do your fighting, kicking, punching, you know, hitting them in the face with your little walking blind stick. Yeah. And then you would like, okay, where's the next <laughs> people in town that need help? And so you turn your sonar vision on and you would detect, you know, some old lady going, oh
0: no, help beat me up.
1: And you'd run and you beat up some bullies. I never made yeah. it to the uh, to the kingpin.
0: Yeah, but well, the kingpin is. Oh, I real. saw him in the video, so he is in there. You could get to him. You can play to him. He's in there somewhere. Okay, right. I'm assuming. Right. I didn't make it that far. Yeah, I didn't. It's a little yeah.
1: short. It's, it's kind of a shortish little prototype, but totally worth checking out. Hidden Palace uh, is the website, uh, grand game preservation site, and it was like about almost like a one and a half gigabyte download. And I guess nobody else was. I don't guess a lot of people are hitting it because I just click and it downloaded directly from the website, and I'm like, all right,
0: mm-hmm. and I played it that's it's pretty perfect. wild that's pretty cool mm-hmm. well there you go our recommendation of the day for uh weirdos who like daredevil a real game and then a game that was never released yeah. Dude, i
1: like prototypes
0: do prototypes are cool it's uh, you get to see the how the sausage is made a little bit you know yeah or you get to see yeah. your or at the very least you get to see well here's the thing that got to, got you know killed why like what is it about it yeah it didn't work was it purely a sales thing where they're like, "Well, Daredevil's not a big property enough, we don't think it's going to be good? Or is it something more technical, or was it something more gameplay related? Yeah. Like, I don't know. but I love that. Stuff. I just don't think it was related. I don't think it was too much related to the uh, the movie just because
1: it was Daredevil Man Without Fear, and they used a bunch of comic illustration. They didn't use anything likeness of any of the Daredevil actors or anything. Plus, it was the PS2 era, so yeah, yeah. I think it was just I think it was just a little standalone thing
0: yeah don't forget kingpin was on. um what's his name who died early too early uh oh ving rings ving, no the other one <laughs> the other one no. the one that's a lot like ving rames he talks a lot like him uh can't oh, oh. him. hey boss i got a mouse in the I Green got Mile. <laughs> what's his name no, no, no. But do us some more. Give me some more. Uh, hey, some, what hey, else? What oh, else did he say? What hey. else did he say
1: in the, in the Green Mile? What else did you say? He says, hey, give me Bob, some more from the Green boss, Mile." Uh, if you uh, give me some more from the Green Mile, I, I might be able to remember that it was
0: Michael Clark Duncan. Michael Clark freaking Duncan. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I love that guy. I'm sad he died. He shouldn't have died. He died too early. Too. Evan Reigns had died. What am I thinking? No, Vin Reigns is again. fine. He's still got the meats. Yeah. You know, he's still he's doing fine. Arby's. He's fine yeah
1: those great those great deep voices man
0: yeah i know right you always have a job even after your acting chops maybe you're just too tired or you're getting too old or whatever you can still do the voice still do it right yep look at look at keith david that guy rocking it with his voice yes uh okay that's gonna do it for that let's dive into our main topic let's talk about ultima four through six
2: Shall we play a
0: game? We shall indeed. We're going to talk about the uh, so-called Age of Enlightenment trilogy, so-called by the creator of the series. And uh, that includes Ultima 4, Quest for the Avatar, Ultima 5, Warriors of Destiny, and Ultima 6, The False Prophet. Um, I ended up not being able to get much to run very well for me. So I ended up playing yes. the NES version of 5 a little bit. Oh, wow. Or not NES, sorry. Uh, uh, no, no. Was it NES? I thought I played it. I thought I played the Sega Master System version of something. Don't remember what it was.
1: You you probably did. So the Sega Master System, the Quest of the Avatar, came out on the Sega Master System years after the first uh, Apple II, which was the first to be released. By the way, all these games released on almost every platform, and they had kind of a cycle where they would start at the Apple II, especially during this era, move on to DOS, and then slowly make it out to different consoles like the mm-hmm. NES. Also, the Commodore 64 and the Amiga would usually find its way, kind of wedged in between all of that. Uh, and when I was talking to people on Twitter and other social media sites, or X, whatever it is now, uh, <laughs> it seemed that most people were uh, had it on DOS and then NES. And I had very few people I actually talked to that had the Apple versions I don't know if this is not the people that I'm really following or well, I don't know. But anyway, it seems like most of the people memory of, of it is from the DOS and you can play this. If you get it off the good old games, Where it's free right now. You can get it free. I think it's always free. Actually, is it Ultima five, Ultima four quest of the avatar. However, runs in DOS box and it's not great it's It's okay it's it's not it's not it's not a great experience well i couldn't get it to run at all which is
0: which is why i ended up with this master system ROM because it would not run worth a poop for me on dos box so yes yes it it is difficult but like scott said if you're looking for one of the best experiences
1: and you want to emulate it sega master systems easy to emulate Mm -hmm. and it's one of the best versions because one of the later releases and they put all the good stuff
0: in that thing, yeah, it's, a t- it's tweaked up a little bit. Um, here's a bit how yeah. four sounded do, 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 and it gets more rocking later. Like, oh, yeah. one thing I learned about this game and others like it, uh, in the Ultima series, they're very repetitive on the music side. Very repetitive. Yes. And if you played it on the
1: DOS, you would have had no music. That's true. All, That's until true. later on, yep. which was weird. I played it, I emulated it on my Mr. FPGA, which we've talked about in the past, hardware emulation. Mm-hmm. There's a project called AO486, and Ultima 4 was on there. And I played it as original, and there's no music. It's just a couple of little chunk, 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 using your, using your, uh, probably your speaker in your computer. Yep. And beep, uh, boop, not beep. nearly as much fun. Is Apple too? Who who had it first and had music?
0: Yep. Which I, I don't get. But and we yeah. haven't gotten into this yet, and we will a lot today because that's kind of the big story. Richard Garriott is the creator of this series and is a bit of a loony dude. Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Like he's kind of a genius, but he's no. but he's all over the place. Um, like these days yes. he's still he's still pretty heavily involved in like he wants to go to Mars, he wants to go to the moon, he wants to do all this space stuff. Um, he got to His do something. His dad some... was an astronaut. I didn't know that factor I, until I did know that, this... but I don't remember it being um, I I remember being surprised that he was so into space because I was like, "Well, wait. Yeah. Are you are you or are you not like really into fantasy because that's all your games are about?" He yeah. did it did try to make a space game, a space MMO in the That didn't work. mid aughts or early aughts. It did not work. Right. It was a bad deal. It what was that, that called? Uh Uh
1: there's a couple of failed projects it the early version of our friend richard Garriott is pretty good he's uh he really uh you know blazed some trails uh but over time he became and this is just from a third party perspective and someone who hasn't done a whole lot of research on him but uh, everything that i've watched so far it appears that he's kind of went from being you know a uh, visionary to being more like a businessman it mm. seems more like he's gotten into the business part of it more and more of the years. And he, I think maybe the pressure of trying to to having success early in life. Mm-hmm. And this is all speculation. Having success early in life, very young when he did the Ultima series uh, when he first started. I think leads sometimes to some really hard expectations later in life to create something creative. And it's kind of hard to control that. Yeah. So you have to be in the right place, right time. And it kind of gets, it kind of gets really hard. And so this most recent game was using a little bit of the NFT stuff and everything because he was thinking that's the next step. Of course, they all fell through and that's a problem.
0: I don't think he... So the way... I did a little reading on that. The NFT project he was currently working on, uh, he was less of a... He was more of a figurehead. They weren't... He wasn't really actively involved Ah, in design or creation of the thing. It was more like we're going to pay a large sum of money to have Richard Mm Garriott's name associated with this, Um, which is fine. A lot of of people do this. It's just that the NFT thing took a shit and they're not made that game. And everybody happen.
1: that was attached to it made it look, it made them look very bad. Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. Nobody wants to be involved. Every, the floor literally dropped out from underneath that thing. And nobody, nobody wants to be involved in NFT based pro- projects anymore. Um, no. so I don't think we're going to ever see anything like that. I found the game that it was a 2007 tabula rasa game, uh, which had the girl, I can't think of her name all of a sudden from, um, fifth element. What's her name? Uh, Oh, talking about Lilu uh, Leeloo, Leeloo <laughs> Multipass. Um, I can't think of her name. Anyway, she was... Her- <laughs> my fa- By the way, it is my favorite part
1: of every uh, show that me and Scott do, is listening to him try to figure out, Oh, what was that? What was the lady's name <laughs> when the, in the thing? And uh, I'm always like, do you uh... know I mean...
0: Um, Mila Jovanovich. Uh,
1: yeah, Jovov-
0: is it Jovanovich? Yeah. I think it's Jovanovich, isn't it? Or what is it? I don't know. I don't know. It's, I like Jovanovich. I'm going with that for now.
1: I wanted to channel Randy just a little bit. Lilu. Okay, <laughs> pass.
0: Nice. But he's Monty got other pass. games under his belt that were kind of impressive in their success. Lineage is one of them. Lineage 2, also a big success. He was executive producer of yes. both of those games. Those were MMOs. Ultima Online, very influential. Came out right around Excuse the time me. that EverQuest... It may have beat ever quest actually, to the to the yeah. to the thing. Um, Ultima Online, Ultima Online Second Age, that was a year later, and since then, it's been a little spotty. You know, like yeah. not a lot of stuff. City of Heroes, he was involved with, although he didn't have it; wasn't super directly involved, but was involved. That's an awesome MMO. I love that game. City oh of Villains, Tula Rasa, favorite. Shadow or Sh- uh, Shroud of the Avatar, Forsaken Virtues. He was creative director on, and this new thing, Iron and Magic, is the NFT thing, and that looks like it's defunct. It's not going to happen. But long time in this business. 79 was his first game, and here he is still, you know, kind of banging away, Mm -hmm. which is kind of cool. But let's talk about this game itself. So the main... This game is very early version of a lot of what we're playing today. When you hop into Skyrim, or you go play an MMO, or you go mess around in some kind of turn-based RPG or something, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of that road was paved with a lot of his ideas. And his ideas were inspired a lot from Lord of the Rings, um, uh, D&D, Super of Dragons. yeah, right. Philosophy classes, right. stuff yes. like that. Yeah, He was really into it. So this game, this, this stuff kind of came out of that. And he's clearly one of the most passionate figures in gaming. Like, mm-hmm. that dude went from, like, basically he's a teenager. And he's like, I want to do this. And he just did it. He just, sheer force of will, made it happen. Right? Yeah. And, and kept making and it. And he making is, it. by the way,
1: if you didn't know this part, he is Lord British. He yeah, is, he's the guy. He, he That's his character. That's his avatar, somewhat, in the game. And, uh, yeah, he lives that. That's what he's
0: known as. What do we so call? They, it? There's yeah. a word for that it's when good. people are the thing that they wrote, and it's uh, Avatar, is that Mary Sue, or something. What is that called? Oh, okay, yeah, there is a term for that. Is it not Mary Sue? Sometimes but it's, it's kind like of that. negative, but it's something like that. Um, I don't think it yeah. should be taken as a negative here, but he sort of saw himself as the the ultimate be all. I T- loved it. Yeah, I think it's fine. 2018, he went to a GDC conference dressed as Lord British. That wasn't that long yes. ago, and did a big old thing at GDC, which apparently was a really good talk. People are super into it. Um so I think he's earned you know he's earned the place he's in in gaming history for sure. Absolutely. It's just a question of whether or not he his his eccentricities, is that the word? Right. Are yeah, rena- yeah. they're pretty renowned, you know. The guy's a little yes. bit of a whack job and it's fine. And
1: it, it's a good thing because he he thought differently but he was also reactionary. So uh, Ultima 4 Quest of the Avatar was actually Uh, A response to something that was going on during the 80s, which was satanic panic and a very conservative movement to not political conservative necessarily, but just in general, more people going. We've got too much violence in our society right now. We've got too much, you know, maybe the occult is a little bit too front facing. People were concerned. Right. So they were pushing back against things like Ultima three, which Coverbox had, you know, kind of a scary looking cover box. And a lot of games were going towards that violence and we were coming out of like uh, the the gaming crash of 83. And so he was listening to people. And so he decided to put in some moral choices and character development over a combat and conquest, which had been pretty much all RPG up until that point was, you know, fight the big bad guy and here's the evil, you know, and and you can be evil in the game and still win the game. He wanted something with moral choices and character development. They pour, they poured that into the Ultima 4 and it ended up really changing a lot of things of how we think about gaming, especially with RPGs, and how you you know your actions can uh, you know, be revisited upon the character later in the story. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that Ultima Four brought uh, to, to the whole scene of yeah. RPGs. And it's it's a huge,
0: huge impact. No doubt. There's no there's very little argument you could make that he did not have a big impact on the industry. The the biggest sadness though of his impact or of his entire presence in the business and the games he produced mm-hmm. was ultimately ultimate. <laughs> uh-huh. He ultimately mm-hmm. sold he sold the origin name and his games and his rights, all this stuff to electronic arts. Electronic Arts, which is summarily shit all over it and has never done anything good with it since. So, man, if you want to and even before he did that, there's this
1: great story between EA and origin and his hate and him putting characters of people that he disliked in the storylines and kind of poking them and prodding them in the Ultima series. And it's just funny that he had this working relationship with these guys. But inside, it was eating him up. Which Ooh. you know, it was just it was just one of those things. And so he he expressed that uh, in, in the in the games, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. This he, week. He While did, I was trying to learn, thinking, we haven't even talked, we haven't even talked about the, the game
0: itself. Yeah. Because Ultima, it's Ultima, so interesting. Yeah. Exactly. Ultimate four. So okay. Ultimate one, ultimate two, right. ultimate three. They're all ultimate games, and they're all set in these worlds and have very common threads. But it felt like it was a soft reboot a little bit in four. Yeah. Would you say that? that One, two, and
1: three, you you didn't have a you didn't have a necessarily a clear thread. There were attachments and things. Mm -hmm. Uh, with four, they tried to make the world larger and they also tried to unify everything. So they started going, Hey, we need to have like a a Marvel Cinematic Universe before a Marvel Cinematic Universe and make everything kind of tie in. So there was a there was a couple of years they took a little break between one, two, and three after that. They took a little break and said they refocused everything and they came back with Ultima Four. And if you were lucky enough to get some of those early game boxes and stuff, you'd get the get the cloth map with that thing. You'd get the ank, you know those that that mm. cross with the hoop at the top, uh, and you'd get some great journal stuff. And oh, I remember yeah, cloth they did maps, dude! Cloth job. maps were so cool, man. So cool. And the only thing is I was trying to figure out once again, I've never, I never played any of this back in the day. This is just me reading stuff, watching videos and going, Oh shit, that would have been cool. I've never, I've never touched one of the cloth maps, but it looks really cool. The good old games version. You can download a whole bunch of extra stuff, and it'll have the it'll have the maps and everything in there. but digital stuff is not cool as real stuff in my opinion, lots of times no it,
0: i mean we're we're very it. much in a digital time now, but I do miss that. I miss manuals, I miss you know tangible stuff, and they often you know games mm-hmm. t- these days will sell like collector's editions and they'll include more physical items and stuff. But the fact that you used to be able to buy one of these games, a standard edition of it on a shelf at a software mm-hmm. et cetera or something, and go home. And open that up, and in there was a big old cloth map of this world. You felt like you were invested in the lore and the places and the locations. It was just awesome. Love
1: and maybe that somebody remembers, it, but I, when the map I opened in from Good Old Games was all written in runes, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like Lord of the Rings kind of things, where you had to get to translate it. And you get a get a little book so you can read through and figure out what the runes are. And I'm like, I don't want to <sighs> decrypt everything. This game right away. Right away, this game is wild because the character creation is like nothing I've seen before. Because you get through, (laughs) you basically start one of your questionnaires. I'd I'd never seen anything before this in the lineage. I've seen it used many times since then, but the character creation is not pick a character, you know, pick your stats, roll your stats, whatever. No, you go to a Ren fair of sorts and a fortune teller there ask you a bunch of consider this questions and you answer this way or that way. And based on that, you get placed in one of the eight, uh, different classes. I think I ended up one time going too soft and I ended up being a shepherd, which is really weak. He had a staff. Yeah. I'm not doing nothing with that. I mean, thing. You got like sheep. And then power. another time, That's
0: it. you don't want sheep power. Right. You
1: need something more than that. I don't want sheep powers. Yeah. So then another time I went a little more hardcore. I got a paladin, much nicer. Yeah. You know, got, got, uh, I, I got, uh, you know, the Ralph Mouth from the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon <laughs> yeah. paladin yeah. guy, you know, in this game. So uh, he's got a sword, does a little more damage. <laughs> yeah. I'm digging it.
0: All tile based, too, by the way. Are if you never saying seen Ralph game, Mouth because he's got red hair? Is that, is that your deal? Is that what's going on? No, Ralph Mouth is the voice of the paladin in Dungeons Wait and Dragons. Wait a minute. Cartoon, right. Is that true? In that cartoon, that was Ralph Mouth. Yeah, Ralph Mao from the, the, Happy Days. That actor, whatever his name was, something best or whatever his name was. I didn't know that? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, dude, totally. I didn't I remember that correctly, right? Uh you
1: probably I mean I'm looking no at Ralph more about Mouth, it me Happy Days now. <laughs> <laughs> so, cuz cuz it's not it's Don Most. Oh, and, that's uh, Donnie Most. That's a, him.
0: That's totally yeah, him.
1: Yeah, Don Most. Let me make sure that's the right voice, but yeah, I'm almost 100% positive he's the paladin. Um wild. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, learn something new every day. But um, I met him one time, by the way.
0: Donnie Most, all Why, what was the great. deal? How'd you? What was the circumstance of that? Oh,
1: I, I, I met Aaron Moran, uh, and Don Most, and Anson Williams. Yeah, uh, that would be uh, you know those guys from the Happy Days. The nice guys, and from uh, Happy they were Days. all at, yeah, yeah the nice, great guys. It was yeah. all at Dragon Con. That was the year I talked to Billy West, and we got those uh, extra life. Uh, sound bites from Billy West, who does a lot of voice acting. And I got, I got a chance to talk to Don Most. And I asked him, I'd say, what he you like to do? One? And he's like, no. And I was like, cool. I think Aaron Moran actually did one for us. I can't remember. Now.
0: I think she did, too. I got, um, Bill- yeah, I I got that Brand Billy West one. Cool. You want to hear it? I have it right here. Let's play. Oh, absolutely.
2: Hey, this is Billy West. You're listening to The Morning
0: Street. Oh, that's a newer one. Uh, hold on. You got me these old ones. Let's see if I can find it here. Oh, so old. No. Hold this no, that's Adam West. Where the hell are those? I still have them someplace. I don't know where, but I have them. Uh, anyway, Billy West uh, never, never changed. Yeah. Uh, yeah oh, Eric, actually, Eric was the Cavalier. He was the Cavalier. Okay, that's essentially a Paladin, right? Uh, I mean, they're on a. The Cavalier drives a horse, right? Right. I don't remember. So close enough. <laughs> it's,
1: anyway, anyway, not to get too far into all that, but yeah. Uh, So I'm having a lot of fun with Ultima 4 Quest of the Avatar, so much so that I end up almost playing it exclusively, and I definitely downloaded all the updated stuff so that I could get the music in the DOS box version because without the music, that would drive me insane. Mm -hmm. It's not nearly as much fun or immersive without uh, the music that was in the Commodore 64 version. By the way, a lot of people said they played the Commodore 64 version. Mm -hmm. The graphics, in my opinion, were not as good as the DOS version the play the one i played but it had the music it has the sit chip that's freaking amazing sure it was really good
0: uh real quick the the spiritual successor to this game and i think even four even five and six is uh a series of games made by a company called spider is it just spiders games hold on crap i gotta find their names Spider games. Uh, anyway, Spider they, games. they still do this sort of weird pseudo uh, isometric view. It's all still kind of crappy 2D graphics, but they make brand new releases using all of this older looking, you know, game engine. Yes, and and they're amazing. They're really good. They're turn based. They're they're RPGs in the sense that we're describing here. There's tons of story. I, I got to find it before the show's over because they make amazing games what, and they're worth picking your, up. What's your take on? So we play four five and six.
1: Uh, Before we get through talking about all this stuff, I'm going to end up saying that six, if you've never played any of the four or five or six, six may be the most modern. I know that sounds stupid, but it really, I mean, it's like leagues ahead because they start using more like the scum engine, Mm -hmm. which is uh, a lot, you know, more like point and click. And instead of, instead of having to use a text parser where you, uh, you type in things and actually there's not even much text parsing in Ultima 4 it's mostly hot keys on a keyboard Mm -hmm. uh, to interact with other uh, NPCs. And then from there, you may use a short shortened code for uh, text parsing. Pretty, pretty short. Anyway, um, what do you think about the, uh, the tile based type gaming this in Ultima four, where you, you literally have to go each turn is, is counted by like a arrow key stroke. It's like, I want to go, East and you hit, you hit that key and then you have to hit it again, 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 again. And sometimes all you're doing is you're seeing scrolling the words East, 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 Mm -hmm. East, East.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm fine with it. It's it's a very old, old school method, but really it's based on D and D, right? Like it's like here, this is turn based. It's faster because you're, you can, you can quickly move around with a bunch of keystrokes. It's not like hard. Um, yeah. And a lot of the early roguelikes, including Rogue, the original Rogue, Rogue game, uh, were a right. lot like that too. You move, the rest of the world moves along with you. Time passes as you move. And in that's, D&D, it's the same the thing, right? Especially in combat. It's like, well, I'm moving three yes. spaces closer to this guy, but he has also moved this many spaces toward me. And if he's at range, he can shoot something at me from this far because I'm now in range and it took that many turns to get there. Like They really do adhere right. to the fundamentals of... Of the tabletop experience of an RPG, and funny and Ta- funny enough, we're now living in an era—a booming era—of the same stuff. You go play, you go play Baldur's Gate Three right now. You're really right. playing a beautiful, graphically enhanced, fully voiced, amazing sound graphics, all that other stuff. But it's really just back to that, you know? Right. But really, the, the thing I was wondering though, I
1: I knowing what I know now, yeah. looking at Ultima 4 now, Quest Avatar. The tile-based movement did not really seem to be a factor. It made sense when I was in combat. I didn't understand why in the overworld they would continue to do that because there's no real day-night cycle until 5. Mm. So I was trying to figure out, because in, in the day-night cycle in 5, you may not encounter certain characters at certain times. Huge, Another huge step forward in RPG-type play. Uh, but I really didn't understand the the use of it in the overworld. It was it was annoying and i was like oh was this just something we did and we just took it for granted i think we just
0: did it, <laughs> we, we hadn't gotten good at like hiding that. i think it was i think it was important for games to show more of what was happening behind the scenes back then or at least we thought that was important and so right. the games like think of the original Baldur's gate that game had a little scrolling text thing at the bottom that would show your roles based on what you oh, were doing. Oh, show your roll, baby. Cuz it was in cuz it was a Pumpen real-time breaks. combat thing, right? You could pause it and make decisions, but the combat would yes. just happen if you didn't pause it. And down below you'd see uh rolled uh, failed to hit and rolled of 20 or you know, they I can't remember how it said it exactly, but whatever rules it was based on the D&D rules of the time, which I think were like 2, D&D 2.0 or something. Right. They would show these these things that would happen down below. And there was really nothing, there was really no reason for that other than the game to say to the player, Hey, we have shit going on under the hood. Here's a peek at it.
1: (laughs) Look at this. It's, it's, that's why I kind of felt. I was like, it kind of feels like a, a, a leftover, like when you're programming games, I, you know, when I would, whenever I would program anything and I needed that, that keystroke to be represented on screen, I would leave that there as a programmer so that I could understand Wh- you know where any mistakes may have happened. Right. I didn't understand gameplay wise, why it was important. And I kept trying to figure that out. Maybe somebody can point. I'm going to tell you right now before we go any further and maybe it's already become self-aware or you become aware of it <laughs> that I only dip my toe in Ultima. And usually I feel like a pretty good expert by the time our week ends on a subject. Yeah. I still feel like a freaking noob. I yeah. don't feel like I know nothing yeah. about Ultima, so I'm going to say some stupid things, and please correct me. But oh, yeah. like I said, it just it just felt kind of weird. And they corrected some of that stuff as you start playing. It didn't seem as noticeable when you start getting on the console ports because you're not using keyboard input. You're using, uh, you know, you're using a controller and uh, stuff like you don't have to open doors. You right. don't have to hit K for climb up on a ladder. Mm-hmm. You know, or you interact with it. Whereas in the DOS version, Apple, all the PC versions with a keyboard, you had to do like stuff like you know it's like, um, open and then you it says which direction open. Well, there's only one door here, dude.
0: Yeah, you know the where East. else we do this though? We do this in in MMOs. If you play World of Warcraft, there's a uh, you don't have to view it if you don't want to, but there's the the chat box thing down in the corner, and that's a place we can talk to yes. your friends, your guild, your trade chat, all that. But it also is an activity log yeah you're right right yeah so that yeah. one activity logs like uh you hit this that hit you uh, it died you grabbed this loot you picked up this much gold and this one item like that that is the same i think it's the same exact idea it's just that now we give people yeah. the option of whether they want to see that stuff or not you know and i
1: guess i'm saying all of what i just said to say that ultima 4 quest of Av- of the avatar is an amazing game however there are a bunch of rough edges that we figured out things that we didn't have to have. It's oh, we're like better we, now. We we're better in, now. Yeah. It, yeah, they put in everything and then they said, oh, you know, maybe later on we won't do that as much. Yeah. And they didn't. So that's that's a good thing. But we're it also, definitely feels
0: we're also we, we are we Sadly, it. we are past, I think, the point of no return. Well, maybe not. Maybe there's a way this happens. But when you take something out of the limelight of its genre for so long, like EA has done with yes. this series... Um, yes. And they even took the origin name and made it into their freaking launcher name, which they don't even have that anymore. Like, they, they're so weird about this. Um, yeah. But they they have the fans who would have been into a modern take on Ultima. I count myself one of them. I would love to see that. They've yes. moved on. Like, yes. even EA's moved on. They're going to do it. If they do this next, it's Dragon Age 4 and then 5. And, you know, Dragon Age is a much more recognizable franchise. They let, they dropped that freaking ball. And I think that ball's done. Right. I think Ultima is a thing in the past. I don't think we ever see a modern Ultima game. I really
1: don't. It, yeah. And maybe it's too simplified. And that's the problem here. You got some really great ideas like virtues. So that's what you're really fighting for here. You're not really fighting against a main big bad guy like you have in previous Ultima games. You're fighting. Uh, there may be evil forces at work in the world, but mainly you're just trying to be a better person. You're trying to accomplish. You're trying to become the avatar as the player of virtues so you're trying to go through the dip was it eight virtues you're trying to get go through each of the virtues eight virtues um and I believe yeah and you try to get better at all your virtues mm-hmm. and you try to become the best so that you can finish the game which is more about just you know leveling up all those virtues until you're done
0: yeah the game and, uh, the game's interesting because i i think Garriott's plan was he just is so enamored with these fantasy worlds That he just absolutely wanted to create one and then iterate again and then iterate again until this place was as real as he could make it in this new medium of game development, which in a lot of ways is the final frontier of creativity, or at least it's one -hmm. of the final frontiers. It's a place where we haven't fully explored. To this day, we haven't fully explored it. And so seeing somebody do something new and innovative in that place is a very exciting thing, and it drives creators. And I think he's so driven to do that that the game ended up being these games ended up being less about specific goals or yes. specific storylines or any of that and more about i built a world and i am doing shit in that world and i'm succeeding at those yes. things regardless of whether the world is super great or not or whether it's uh, you know fully formed or whether the lore is perfect or any of those things that was like secondary you know yeah. he wanted to build a fort and, and was- live in his fort that's basically it like every kid and this game
1: really pushes you it, with the virtues and the way that they're presented to really question not just the character, but question yourself too, which is uh, something I've always loved about Dungeons & Dragons is, you know, you it's a role-playing game. You put yourself into that character's role and you you may do things that are different than something that you might do because the quest may require that character to do something that you as a person might not agree with. This game kind of pushes you to almost be you rewarded the most. If you kind of f- stay true to who you are, maybe I sure. I can't quite nail it just yet, but I'm, I'm starting to get that feeling. I, I couldn't believe that I felt so immersed in this, you know, this, this pixelated, uh, how many colors, 16 colors at this point, because if you're, if let you're let you're lucky. The later version was a two to six EGA, I think EGA yeah. graphics, yeah. uh, that this quick little story, this kind of almost like a, a Alice in Wonderland, where you're sitting under a tree trying to get away from you know the the, the toils of uh, the modern life, and you know suddenly uh, in in this this stone circle appears a, a, a portal that drops off some stuff, which is the stuff that came in your box. Yeah, you come in your box. You can't even play this game for like five minutes before it says, "Did you read the history?" Yeah,
0: and it requires like, a lot. That in, yeah. You mean that manual over there? No, I didn't. Which and is like, kind of really awesome, right? <laughs> like that's get that's things games don't do anymore. They don't make you go and do yep. other work outside of the of the world. And I suppose that's fine. But I, I admire right. I admire this weird uh, effort to say, well, you're in a you're in a digital wonderland. Make sure you yes. read this book that came with this, or else you are not going to know about this. Or make sure you are not going to know. You,
1: you better you better rub that cloth map around in your fingers. Get invested because we're about to ask you, you know, some questions, uh, and and it's going to be important yeah. to what your next forty hours of gameplay uh, by your choices. You know, it was always yeah, it's kind of really fun like too because I started several, I started several characters, and it was always fun. Uh, after getting through with the questionnaire, to hit the Z button for Zats. Because that's, I guess, S was already taken. Uh, so you look at your zats and it tells you what you are. It's yeah. like, oh, I'm a paladin or I'm, I'm this or I'm that. And yeah. uh, and so at that point, uh, you get dropped off at whatever virtue land that you're going to gonna start at. You immediately, by the way, it's best I've found. Go ahead and do something stupid right away. Because that automatically <laughs> takes you to Lord British's house yes. because he is the healer in four he heals you. Uh, if you die, he brings you back. You you keep some stuff, but you don't keep everything. He's your respawn um, point, and,
0: basically. He gets you to right. respawn. And once you,
1: exactly. He respawns you. And at that point in time, you can engage with him. He'll give you some key words that you can use when you start using the talk system, which I haven't talked about at all. Like I said, I ate so much this week with this series that we have I don't know how we're going to talk about all the stuff that is involved in this game. Oh, There's tons there's of it. There's a talk system where... Yeah. Where you talk to all the NPC characters and you can look at them. And when you look at them, you learn some stuff about them and then you can engage with them. And if you say certain keywords and if you know what to ask about the virtues, you'll need to get that information from these people because you're going to need to put that in your dirt journal because you're not going to finish this game because the very end of this game is a test. And you got to know the answers.
0: Yeah. By the way, it's Uh, not a boss fight. The The boss fight in this game, the final, the final boss fight is a freaking school test. Like it is. What did you learn? You got to know. You got to be able to talk about the eight virtues and your understanding of them, the application of them. You have to have that stuff freaking down and you have to answer it in the game properly or you lose. Like, yeah, lose, go back roll again. Yeah, it's like a teacher handed you a thing and said pop quiz on Friday. It's weird. You know, yeah, it's a very I, weird thing. I, I
1: like it. I like it. Now, I've never played anything quite like Ultima, and I see why people have been pushing us to do uh, an episode on Ultima. But the all of them kept saying, "You need to do an episode on Ultima." Boy, they should have been much more specific. Mm. Like
0: one, <laughs> yeah, you need to do
1: one on Ultima Four.
0: Did you? Did you ever? Um, did you ever play Ultima online when it was out? When that was a thing? I played.
1: This is my first Ultima experience. Period. Period. I okay. played no right. Ultima. Period. I
0: played Ultima Online yes. for a while. Very, It's a different experience. I mean, it's an MMO um, yeah. with a lot of early ideas and MMOdom, And there were a lot of people who loved that game. And there are still people who play private server versions of it. Um, right. It's also considered... I mean, that's now... It came out the year my second oldest daughter was born. So, what, 27 years Don't ago? Don't you feel old. 26, something like that. Right. That's that's Something that's like that. retro too, man. Ultima Online is now yeah. a retro MMO. Uh whether we like it or not, but um anyway, a lot of what they pulled off in that game informed the future of what that whole genre would look like, including juggernauts in the industry like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV and others. Like right. They're, you know, it's a legacy, it's a hell of a legacy that EA just pissed on and then set on fire. Dumbasses. Yeah. I know, and poor
1: old, poor old, I can't decide. Once again, we've mentioned his name many times, Richard Garriott. Oh, he made a he lot a of money. Too, He's by the fine.
0: Way. He made a ton of money from oh, this deal. Oh, you know what he did with his
1: money? Mm. Do you, this is a great time <laughs> to talk about this. So I was, I think I might have sent you the video. I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, he went and bought a, himself a, a a big old, <laughs> he bought himself a big old house, right? Yeah, I believe it was in Texas. I believe that's where they ended up, uh, the base of operations ended up being. And it's got all these trap places. He's got all these trap doors, like secret hidden doors. He's got, he's got secret hidden doors all over the place. And it's just a wonderland of fantasy. Um, Where'd I put it at? I'm trying to find it where I, where I put it in the, in the notes, but yeah, he has a house and uh, it's, it's just, he's crazy. He's a, yeah,
0: he is he's crazy. A crazy man. Go read some stuff. Good way. Go read he's about. Yeah, no, major. he's an eccentric, but not in a negative. Like he's not the crazy guy up the road right. you have to avoid. There's, there's no. There's probably a, a specific personality type that some psychologist could they say that he is, and I would not and I would say, sure, why not? Whatever yeah, all that yeah. is, he's he is he is. It's just, not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I think it served him. I think it made him driven. Yeah. I think it made him what he was, which was a really innovative. Figuring games. What do, you do if,
1: what do you do if you're like, uh, you know, what do you do if your dad's an astronaut? I mean, <laughs> yeah. that really, I mean, that really makes you go, well, what am I going to do in my life?
0: Yeah. Dad's been in space. Yeah. You know? <laughs> in his case, it was make a bunch of games, make a ton of money, and then go to space myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's so, still I mean, doing that. He's still you know, flying up there. He still does uh, high uh, um, high atmosphere orbit stuff. Uh, he loves, yeah. I think he went with. He filmed did, a movie. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he end up on Bezos's Blue Origin thing, like with Shatner? I and them?
1: Think, I think they label him as a, a is it a private astronaut or something like that? Private, or something, something private like, astronaut or something like that? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like you you you, you paid your way. You didn't earn your way or something, maybe I don't know. Or it's, it's funny You're he outside didn't, of the NASA thing, I don't know. I'm, I'm
0: still surprised he didn't do well. I guess Tabula Rasa was a science fiction game, but he just didn't do any other space g- right. games. Like, why does this guy not have 14 space games under his belt? I don't know.
1: I know it's weird because you know, like, let's say,
0: let's compare him to
1: a movie director like James Cameron. So, like, James Cameron done a bunch of underwater stuff, and so he like he puts that into all of his movies, right? It's mm-hmm. like, hey, you know, what we need to do more underwater crap Yep, because that's that's a direct comparison but it's interesting that yeah he was inspired by a lot of fantasy things like i was as well this a lot of what he consumed for entertainment was things that i consumed for entertainment so i felt an an immediate kinship to to the story uh with what was going on at ultima four and uh yeah by the way don't 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 shy away from ultima four because i made it sound like a pop quiz there's a lot of things. Oh no, no, a lot no! no. Yeah, no,
0: it's got an, it's an amazing adventure. Just know that the final boss is maybe not what you. It's <laughs> you're not going to fight a giant, you know, <laughs> uh, beholder or something with a huge eye and a bunch of tentacles. You're going to go no, in there and like you're going to
1: goblins, orcs, and that kind of stuff. Yes, but yeah, no, yeah. you got him on screen now. Is, is it a higher balloon. He's retrieving him. I don't they know what he's there? doing. That's all, the, every
0: photo doing? of him in uh, these. This photo search I did is all astronaut shit. Right. All of it. Look at look at him in
1: his 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 uh, his. <laughs> captain was I want to say captain Jack uh, <laughs> what is, what is the British like oh, the uh, union Jack union Jack yeah, that's a you meant.
0: yeah captain that'd be cool Jack. if he's their flag water, was right? called he's the union Jack me. that'd be cool um yeah he's older now he's like I think he's born in 61 that makes him what 60 what
1: he's older than he was in the 80s I, can't it.
0: <laughs> I know shocking <laughs> Um, so I don't know what that means for where he's at or what he wants to do now, but I think he's still super involved in space. In fact, here's a recent one here. I'll put that up. That's him. He right always now. wears that snake necklace too. I've noticed that. I don't, I, I want to know more about the story of that.
1: we talk about maybe having episodes where we talk about just the creative. Oh, he's wearing an American flag there. So he's, yeah, well, he's both. He was, what is he? British born, but yeah, I think he might America. be he me
0: have dual citizenship or who knows? I don't know how that guy works these days, yeah. but he's a, he's just a, work. he's a nerd uh nerd of, of a n of a kind that was in a way he was ahead of the curve on the nerd. Uh because yeah. I don't think other kids his age were at all interested in any of this. Like they were like no video game. What even is it? Well, a video they may game? have been
1: interested, but not content creators. I mean, come on. Yeah. That takes a special type of drive. Yeah, a guy made T- takes kind of drive that this involved with when your dad's an astronaut and he kind of looks at you at night and goes,
0: hmm? Yeah. What you gonna do? Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's drive I'm on over. To, that. Let's drive on over to the to the V. That is to say, Ultimate Five, the Warriors of Destiny, which sounded like this. Oh, that'll eat your face off! <laughs> Damn! Hold on, Let me turn that shit down. There we go. Uh, here's more what it usually sounds like. Is this the NES version? It is. Because it it is. is. It's the only one with a bunch more... of sound. That's the only one okay. I can find. with All right.
1: Sound. Yeah. Yeah. The. The uh, Apple and the and the Commodore 64 has sounded a lot better than the NES ports of these games.
0: Um, the Just Apple so. less so, but the Commodore 64, yes, it did sound better. And we know yes. why that is, because that thing is a, you know. It's got the SID chip, baby. Pro- proper sound chip, yeah, good chip. Uh, but this is the version I fired up, and it ran great. Um, no it, issues for me. It was actually kind of fun. I uh, I'm so used to RPGs. No, stuff. no,
1: southeast, none of that BS. This is the way.
0: Yeah, you just way. move your dude. You don't have a thing down at the bottom feeding you a bunch of text. It's just go on the yeah, adventure, kill cool. the stuff, use your abilities, get revived by Lord British again. You know.
1: Oh, is it? Is it? Is this the one where Lord British? Um, he's not as available because they they've kidnapped him. Isn't how the story goes that he's,
0: I may have they've, conflated they've them. Is that, is, is that five or six? Cause I cannot remember to save my effing life. I,
1: I think five is the one where Lord British, you're basically trying to rescue him because I think the, 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 the different cities came together and went down to the dungeons after the, the story of four mm-hmm. and they uh, brought up, you know, artifacts and the Compass or whatever all that stuff was that I haven't finished in-game stuff hmm. uh, because you actually get in this most recent one instead of if you got the box set uh, you would have gotten instead of the the ank you would have got the cloth map again or a different cloth map and you would get uh, is it the 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 oh, what's it called the dirt codex you get oh the codex, codex. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. what you get yeah I think you get a codex and uh, yeah. yeah so anyway things happen to Lord British. And you're back, you're getting called back in to the land of Britannia and you've got to, you've got to save the day again, but this time with your virtues again. Yeah. I Get guess. your virtues out. Start forward, swinging those forward.
0: around. They, it's, it's very much a follow-up yeah. on four in terms of the systems and stuff, but um, cleaned up some pr- uh, quality of life improvements. Uh, a yeah. little less, a little less obscure, you know. It's hard to explain mm-hmm. what I mean by that. There's a lot of text in the in four where you're like, Why is all this here? <laughs> like it's a lot. Yeah. Not just the There's scrolling it. stuff, but just like how you select people. There's like some dialogue stuff where you get to actually let's see if I can get some on video here. Where when you talk yeah, to I people, the, you get an image of them and you get kind of a dialogue tree going a little bit. Oh, yes, there it is. I, I think this one,
1: I if I remember correctly, I didn't get to play this as much as four. Um I in the in the first one you would have uh you would have a certain set of dialogues and then I think this one opens up new dialogues, but by default it only goes so deep or something. I think there is some, there's some, there's some new things they did to the talk system mm, yeah. uh, in, in this one, if I remember correctly.
0: Yeah, I think that's correct. And uh, like I was just looking at on camera, when you talk to somebody, you get to actually see a face and have an interaction. It just yeah. is more personal, felt more story driven, more cinematic, I suppose for its time. And this may have been that this may have just been the NES version too. I, I, I'm
1: trying to remember if there was a lot of change on the DOS interface version. There was definitely better graphics. Mm. Um, I think this one actually moves into the VGA. Don't quote me on that. But I think the first one just had EGA. And I think this one had availability to the 256 color palette or that might have
0: been what the was the project, uh so what's know. the year again on five five was right was the year i don't see the year it's getting close let's put it this way when i ran this
1: i was running it on an emulator that was doing a, a clock speed of seven megahertz otherwise if i did anything faster it was going hey, the characters were moving <laughs> around too fast seven <laughs> megahertz scott that's insane
0: i know was, right Too slow it's too slow that's your that's your modern day turbo button brian that's what that is. It, yeah, yeah. Pushing that turbo button, baby. Oh, do you guys smash remember that, def, that stupid thing? Turbo buttons? Oh, my gosh. Yes. Smash the smash the turbo button. Like what a, and subscribe. I what a, it. what a time. It wasn't even that long ago. <laughs> I mean, it was kind no, it of wasn't. Old. It was a while ago, but it feels like it was yesterday. Let's um, jump to six. The False Prophet. That sounded like this. Oh. Yeah. What now we, we have some changes. Dude. Yeah, dude. This is like... The sound guy got a paycheck or whatever. I don't know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, he got, he got an
1: upgrade here on the sound guy. They got a new game engine instead of the tile-based uh, game engine from, uh, I, th- I think they used that one pretty much all the way up to five, that one type, type of engine. But now they're, they're more using like a scum engine. Where Look at how beautiful this guy is. Mm-hmm.
0: Thriftweed. Yeah, Thriftweed, dude thrift weed that's Threep just getting wood. your weed. that's that's getting your uh weed for cheap is what that is thrift weed yeah yeah three
1: come on three wood yeah. we know who you came from that's right we know where you're
0: going but look if you're in vegas they have legal weed go to the store called thrift weed you'll save some money that's what i always do just kidding that's right uh, <laughs> at a
1: thrift weed
0: store yeah but it's uh it's a big upgrade six is a big upgrade and six for a lot of people yeah. is the ultimate ultima this is the one yeah um and i think this may be the one that i played back then some of Um, I played online and this and then of course Underworld I didn't play a ton of this in fact I think it may have just been at the office this computer place I worked and we were somebody had it and I was just
1: like was it it computer land no that
0: was very popular
1: during that that time
0: no 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 it was a a place I worked for it was a little custom place we did mostly work for universities and government deals but we built computers all the time and how we would test them is we would play Warcraft Orcs and Humans or this or Diablo yes. One or you know whatever it was, whatever year it was. And um I feel like four got a lot of play there for some reason, if my memory serves. It's been a long time, but mm-hmm. this is the one I remember. And also it's the time I I thought that the graphic style needed to change because it felt like everybody was about to fall over. The angle on yeah. the on the yeah. on the three quarter view is busted. It's just busted. <laughs> it's never been right. It
1: is is that we we've seen this going on for a while now during this this era of gaming. So we have we have a top down because it's necessitated for mostly tile tile type gaming. It needs to be top down, but you need to see the characters because everything otherwise it looks like gauntlet characters, right? Where all you see is like the top of the head and a couple little little arms that jut out occasionally. So we're trying to see more of the character, more like how NES is really pushing uh, design. So, but mm-hmm. then they went with a really weird style where it's almost like they're at a forty five degree angle, and you feel like they're Batman on the side of a building, constantly <laughs> trying to walk up it. it's a really discerning look yeah uh, it's kind of uncomfortable and but even it the
0: fits i suppose even the character art here's a guy named well he's just a villager here's a guy um but thriftwood or thriftweed himself looks like he's about to fall over even in his portrait
1: they really they really invested well i mean when you think thinking about it, you got to draw a character in a square uh yeah. but you got to represent that he's got you know, three dimension Mm -hmm. in a two dimensional plane. And so, yeah, I guess the only answer is, you know, shoot them at 45 degree angles, use that Z axis and just ride them right along that, that Z axis.
0: Yeah. There are a bunch more, bunch more variety of enemies in this particular uh, game. Um, It's noted for that. And I, I think that was appreciated by a lot of people.
1: the gargoyles and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that was yeah. I I, I like that a lot.
0: You know what that I like to fun. fight a and good it, gargoyle. I like a gargoyle fight as much as the yeah. next guy. Let's
1: make that happen. Plus, you get a lot more of the. We saw earlier. You get a lot more of the larger characters. So you know, it's like oh, that guy is taking up four tiles. He's so freaking large and huge. Mm-hmm. Um, so which is a lot of fun. But I played this one. Um, I actually launched this from the you ever use Scum VM? it's uh, uh it's a yes. virtual? It's a little. Yeah, it's a little I emulator that lets you run Scum games. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not familiar with those, a lot of point-and-click games. And this one is, there. they've been working on this as part of the project. Uh, they also included 4 and 5, which I thought was odd, but it works in there. So I tried it there too, and they all run great. You just load up your Scum VM, and you point to the directory. And instead of having to use DOSBox, you use Scum VM as your interface and allows you to you know, make some adjustments that... Maybe may a little more complicated in DOS box. Not as power much as power, I think, but more more uh maybe more control, a little simpler to set up. So I I would I would suggest that if you're trying to play any of these, Scum BM's not a bad way to go. And I found that purchasing all three of these games at once, I think were are was five ninety nine, uh five dollars ninety nine cents on good old games. Um, you get the first one free anyway. You mm. get four for free just mm. by going over there, like, give me it. And they'll give it to you. They'll just give it uh, to you. But five All and right. six. Yeah, five and six and added to that. You got it. And then you can use that either as their DOS box launcher or you can use, what is it called? Uh, yeah, the XU4 mm-hmm. uh, project, which allows you to play the games on modern PCs. Mm. So it's kind of like a little interface that allows you to play these games. And it allows you to put in stuff like mods and stuff that allows you to play the DOS version with the Apple II or Commodore uh, 64 uh, Music, which is amazing. It's really the one of the best ways to do it. It's got enhanced colors, so you get VGA colors even on Ultima 4. Uh, and it's just a really slick, good experience, and it just runs out of the box. All you got to do is just copy your uh, good old games install folder, rename it to Ultima 4 No Space, and drop it in the folder for that. Launches right up. I had no trouble at all. I probably should have sent it to you, but I didn't really discover this way of playing it until this morning. So,
0: oh, that's a recent. <laughs> We're a little late to yeah. tell Scott about it then. Scott, yeah. guess what? Guess yeah, what? check this out. But, Put uh, this in the thing. Here's check a, it out. By the way, here's a little. Um, I think this is the music of five from the Commodore. Let me check here. Yes. Yeah, that's way more Commodore right there. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Warriors of the
1: beauty, Warm that warm Sid chip. Oh mm. yeah, it tastes good. Yeah, let it wash mm, over I you. I don't man. know. I'm smelling it and tasting it, but it's yeah.
0: good stuff. Uh, There's a ton more to say about him and his games and all this history uh, around Ultima, but I recommend people go read a bunch of that for themselves. And if you've never played Ultima Underworld, that may get its own show one day because I love that game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, We're definitely going to revisit Ultima again and Richard Garrett and his brother, I think, Robert Garriott Mm
1: -hmm. uh, and the origin story, because the origin itself is a really good story. Uh, How they I think they moved is was it to either New England or Maine or so they moved up north somewhere. And they took all of their Texas people and transplanted them because of Robert's uh, wife, uh, who was working in a a, a, a location, was trying to get promoted. And and anyway, everybody made a lot of sacrifices and ended up splitting the teams up a little bit and a little bit of brotherly infighting. really interesting stuff that was going on with those guys. And I would love to talk more about it eventually, but just not enough to squeeze in this time around.
0: We'll get there. but if you're a fan of like Rick. wizardry, or even Doom,
1: Underworld, yeah. dude, Underworld, yeah. And I don't. Hey, mean, did you know you could do this? What's that? Do you know you could do this? What in the Apple II version yeah. of the game? Yeah, there's you could yell. You could do this in a lot of them, but in the the Apple II version, if you yelled flip flop, yeah, they they didn't put on flip flops. Instead, it flipped the tiles.
0: Well, back then, you would yeah, to say right. thong. <laughs> yeah, thong. Yeah, thong. Thong, 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 thong. Don't yell that. Yeah, don't yell thong. You're gonna get in big trouble. But um, I didn't know you could do, do that at all, like voice recognition stuff. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh true? no,
1: you wouldn't yell. You would. You would. Tight. You would hit the. Oh, I think it's the Y button. Just like I think it's the Y button on the keyboard, and you could yell something. So oh, it was I got to, it. I thought it you meant it had to interact some. With more I thought
0: it had some microphone c- connected thing or something like that.
1: No, no, no. We didn't talk about the yelling or we didn't talk very much about the day-night cycles that were introduced in five and six other than we just mentioned it. But it's it's an important
0: part of uh, the Ultima series. Yep. It is part and parcel of that history. Uh, go yes. read all about it we are now going to dive directly into something we call guess our game destroy it <laughs> guess our game involves guessing a game uh it is a uh, audio it's an old audio cue from an old game from yesteryear one of us uh, will play one and the other one has to guess what it is mine is from 1984 and i'm going to tell you right up front we did this already So this is a test. And when I say did this already, we did this on the Boop Show. So it hasn't been here on core or on uh, what the hell is this? Play retro. Um, But I did do it on the Boop Show (laughs) a long, long time ago. So this is kind of a test for you to see if you can pull this one up again. Okay. In your head. Uh, 84 arcade. All right. 84 to the arcade. To the arcade. Here we go. Choplifter. Nope. That was one of your three. But now you're down to two. Does it involve helicopter? No, none. Uh, there might oh, be a really? helicopter. No, no, I don't think so. Because where it's set, it's. I don't think they are helicopters. That might be a hint. And also this part here, this part right here is really important. That's the part I always that remember. Sounds real familiar. Yeah, that part I hear in our, arc- I can hear that. I close my eyes and I'm in the arcade.
1: and what year was this again 84 by the way i'm having a small i'm having a small panic attack right now because okay there we go it, it popped back up okay never mind what happened The show notes went wonky oh i thought i lost all my stuff
0: oh you don't want that you can't no. have that uh someone in the chat room got it but i won't tell you what it is you have to guess you okay so uh it sounds like it's, it's definitely something like a military game is it a military game it is a military yeah military game sure Totally. Okay. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many questions I have That's two, right? If I two. That's or three, two. You other? got two. You got a third you can still do. Right. Um
1: 1984 very early Eight, on. Yep, very early. Um uh, so this military game, is it a um is either going to be can't tell if it's a running or for say um uh, a, 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 a shooter, a, a smup.
0: Is it? A, is it a smup? Um, I would say it is. By today's standards, it wouldn't be, but it is a scrolling okay. shooting game. Yes.
1: Okay, scroll shoot. Okay. Um, it's not. Is it eighty four? We did it before. Commando, maybe. Something
0: uh, like that. that is your third and final answer. Let's find out if that is correct. <laughs> nope it is not correct that fart means that you got it wrong let me tell you what it is too much noise uh tondra said, well done he got it in the chat uh tonda's always pretty quick on this stuff 1942 is the game uh oh 1942 okay capcom game from 84 an amazing uh world war ii shootery thing still holds up fantastic game i love 1942 they had follow-ups that were like 1943 i think (laughs) yes Uh, i've played so many of these i don't know why i didn't get that i knew it sounded very
1: familiar but let's see i do know why i didn't get it because i was panicking because i'm uh i don't know what the crap oh you got that roll button man that game was great roll button it was was real good good. it's on my amber nick i occasionally start it up because it's one of the first things that pops up
0: yeah dude fire that shit like
1: it's, it's in numbers it's the numbers at the top of the list
0: Yeah. You got to fire it up. Oh, yeah. That's the other advantage it has, right? In our listed world now, we can always get to it quick because it starts with numbers. Um, all right. There you go. I win that around. Let's see if I can win this one. Brian, tell me about your game. Okay. So the game is Genesis
1: 1995. And, Genesis. Uh,
0: Genesis. Genesis.
1: Genesis 1995. A little later. Oh, I know what it was now. Okay. Oh, geez. That was scary that okay. was scary right. i literally uh, i had it written down in a note and it literally got deleted oh that so, ain't good <laughs> and i couldn't undo it i could not do it yeah but you remember so, it now you're good yeah. now right you're good i'm good now I, I had to go to my to my youtube history mm. and uh luckily <laughs> i found it well there you that have it was scary this is brian so i don't I will, care for that uh, one
0: bit no you don't like that uh let's play it see if i can get it so it's genesis 95 right
1: would it be, would it even be a suck my game if uh, if I didn't forget what it was? <laughs>
0: suck my game. <laughs> yeah, suck my game. Suck, suck. my game, suckers. Arr. Oh, is that a pirate? Arr. Arr. All right, my first of three questions is.
1: Uh, boy is that not Genesis is L? Oh. That hell I, L.
0: L. L. Listen to that. I think I know this. Um is this okay. Well let's do this this do the usual. Is this a based on yeah. a, a popular film or TV or otherwise IP? Yes, otherwise IP. <laughs> uh, okay, is it based on um? Oh, is it a film based on a movie? So this IP st-
1: spreads across across many mediums. Okay, so just, I'm, I'm gonna count that filmed. as your first. I should have just told you that first time, so I'm not gonna count that second question okay. because I kind of I probably misled you. Because when you were asking it, I was like, ooh, yeah, it spread across many mediums. So this IP across very
0: many mediums i also pee across a many TV, mediums. tv movie and yeah very medium yeah okay so across many mediums it reminds me of it reminds me of paperboy for some reason like oh, this kind of a paper that that, that little <laughs> that that instrument sounds like paper yeah it? which i have that right here i think don't i where is that paper yeah this thing
1: yeah. Oh, that. Yeah, that sounds a lot like that.
0: <laughs> I love that. Uh, Genesis ninety five. Was it okay? My next question. So I have two left still. Questions. Correct. Correct. Uh, Sega published. Uh Sega was. Yes, it was
1: published. Yes, correct. By Sega. Published by Sega. Yeah, in 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 co- in combination um developed to
0: in combination with Okay Is it a side scroller? It is a side scroller. Is that your third guess? Yeah, that's my last. Um Damn, dude. I don't know. Uh the music's too jaunty to be that weird dark one I was thinking of and I don't know the name anyway.
2: <laughs> uh, oh.
0: Is this a, is this, this is going to be wrong. I'll just say it. Is this Castle of Illusion? Oh, that's really good guess, but absolutely give yourself a. Ah. Oh man. Here's the,
1: here's the fart. What is that? So you're listening to Garfield caught in the act. Oh shit!
0: I never played that. Is it
1: good? How is Garfield caught in the act? It's pretty fun. I play yeah. a little bit of a side-scrolling platform game uh, developed and published by Sega. Was it originally, is it based
0: here? on the movie, like the Bill Murray thing that came out? No, this is
1: based on uh, the comic strip. More like, the, it's, it's actually based on the, the Saturday morning cartoon, I think, is when this one was, it was fineness, fineness legs.
0: Really? That's interesting. Yes. I knew it it sounds still right now sounds familiar, but I still don't think I could say it was Garfield. I don't know why I know this. Maybe it's because it sounds Genesis yeah. as all hell and back. It's know?
1: so Genesis. A big old touch from the Sega teams, right? You can oh, definitely yeah. feel it. Yeah. Um I I I I actually was looking at i was thinking about i was like oh last year we did because i was trying to think ahead to our like a christmas special time Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. and garfield speaks to me at christmas time between the garfield christmas special the garfield toys and books i would get as a as a kid and i was like oh man is there enough garfield retro games that we could do a whole show on yeah there is is. and this is one of them that caught my attention garfield caught in the act did it do okay sold well and people- i yeah it received Yeah, did it okay you know it yeah. was uh it wasn't you know it didn't blow it out but you know it's okay it's mixed mixed reviews the, he hates mondays
0: it's got a thing with lasagna it's
1: my look if you if you like i mean it's a, it's a non-exceptional side scrolling platformer is fine but if you like platformers yeah it's okay at this yeah. and if you like garfield sign me up because it's got two of the uh, two things that i love did you play that kart racer that they made not too long ago i did and i actually that was pretty good i you actually liked, liked
0: it you thought it was racer. good that's okay. actually really that's that actually surprises me because i would have thought it was trash but I what do i know um, no i've
1: i've it's, it's pretty good i like it yeah. um once again it's hard for me not to enjoy if you just have a basic kart game and it's just it just, it's just a competent cart game. Yeah. And then you throw in the mixture of who I like mm-hmm. with it. Mm-hmm. You got a winner for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Winner, winner, you chicken know. dinner. Here's the thing, too. Yeah. Uh, both of us deserve this. We lose. We lose. Right it's too bad. But don't worry. There's always next week. Speaking of things that we do all Fonda, the time. I'm gonna... remembers, by oh.
1: the way, in the chat room, killing yeah. it for two this week. Maybe we should make Tonda come on and do the guesswork. Did
2: he guess um, it?
1: He's Tonda. He didn't. He didn't get it, but he does remember. Followed up. That's right. The first level he starts in is that graveyard, and that was the one that I originally captured audio for. But I was like, man, we just finished Halloween. I don't want you know to talk, cause any confusion uh, with that. So I. I went to the second one, which was
0: pirate based. Tondagosa should send us our candidates for Guess Our Game, and then each of us will. Yes. You talk to us separately, but you send us suggestions and say, stump Brian with this, stump <laughs> Scott with that, and then we'll go record all that and, and make it happen. Because you sound like yeah, an expert. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do this right here. Welcome to, to the, the treasure, treasure
2: room. room. East, east, no aliens. East,
0: east. Uh, we're going to do a quick email. This is a email that we got from Paul. And uh, just to tell you how you get stuff to us, playretroshow at gmail.com. Or you can text us at 801 That same number can be used for voicemails. So please keep those coming. Paul says this. Hi, Brian and Scott. Uh, love the show. New patron. So going back through some of the older pre-show episodes, would love to see an episode on the Might and Magic games, either the RPGs or the turn-based strategy games, Heroes of Might and Magic. The original RPG was one of the big early RPG series with Wizardry and Ultima, and they are great games. Thanks for the amazing show, Paul. Uh, big fan of all everything you've said. Um, Wizardry, yes. the original Wizardry stuff. Oh, they've got a remake of the Wizardry thing out right now. Yeah. Um, I think they do, yes. Wizardry. Am I thinking of the wrong thing? Wizardry. I think you're right. It's called Wizardry uh, Proving Grounds. It's on Steam and other platforms. Uh, Just came out in September. It has got good reviews, and it is a 3D remake of the the original Wizardry, I believe. Uh, I want more of this stuff. I love this stuff. I love dungeon crawlers where you scooch up one cube at a time or one square at a time. Love it. Big fan.
1: I want. I do want to play some uh, Might and Magic games. Agreed. Uh, and I'm trying. It's one. Of, it's one of those games where I'm like, did I play this? I can't remember. It definitely looks like I've played something like this, but I'm not sure if I have ever played
0: the Might and Magic games. I did you ever play Heroes sure. of Might and Magic? Those games are pretty great. Great as that well. It was
1: all I feel like I. I recognize all the names and I've read reviews and stuff for them, but I'm, I'm trying to remember if I've actually ever really gotten into any of them. Like if I have a favorite, mm. and I can't really think of anything.
0: Mm. Dark Messiah. Mm. Might
1: and Magic maybe did I play some of that one. Well,
0: you might have. The best one, I, I think I've played f- that one. Of the of the, the Heroes of Might and Magic series, my favorite is 3 and they have an HD uh remake, not remake, but big, uh, an up-res, a remastering of 3 uh that came out right. in 2015. So it's been a few years, but this thing it's only 14 bucks. Let's see where is it. Yeah, this is great cuz they got, you know, full widescreen, you got everything that made 3 great is in there. That's an awesome one. Um but there's a ton of those and there are most of them are available like even the old stuff you can just get them yeah. but we should i'd be down with it let's do it i am down with we'll it, we, put need it to, we might want to put a little space oh yeah we'll put some ultima space just. But, <laughs> yeah yeah we don't want to talk about wizardry or uh might magic right after ultima <laughs> that's a bad idea but i think yeah, it's a good yeah. idea we'll, Paul.
1: we'll get back to it
0: yeah for sure speaking of which our next discussion slash episode is going to be uh all about comic uh, video games and you might say to yourself Hey, man, Spider-Man uh, two, uh, the amazing. No, is it just it's just Spider-Man two. Marvel yeah, it's Spider-Man, Spider-Man two, on two. PS5 it just yeah. came out recently. It's yeah, I'm just fantastic I'm just trying to remember if it had a weird name. But anyway, uh, that PlayStation 5 game is out and very popular. The two previous games are on PS5 and also on um, uh, Steam now. And uh, we're not playing that. No, we're not going to play that. We're going to instead look at the stuff that image comics inspired in the 90s and maybe early aughts. Yes. So we'll talk about Spawn, the Demon's Hand, Wildcats on the SNES, Danger Girl on the PlayStation, Scud, the Disposable Assassin. Scud.
1: Hell yeah. People have told me to play some Scud and I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll think about it. And yeah, let's do it because I'm having a nostalgia moment recently for some reason for those. Uh, those image comics during the, you know, the nineties mm-hmm. the and stuff. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a magic time independent comics were oh, it was amazing. during the nineties. It was yeah. such a
0: cool thing. Cause it was also a lot of drama. You had McFarlane and, and Lee and all those guys leaving and just dumping Marvel on their ass and going, fine, we're going somewhere else. If you're not going to pay me for my work on venom, I'm leaving. And then yeah. started up all this other stuff and, you know, mixed results. Some of it's throwaway and kind of garbage now. But I loved sure. that era, and they made they made color happen in a way that the other two big, you know, yeah, DC yes. and Marvel were not currently doing. Like they kind of yes. changed the business for the better, and it, to this day, Image is an amazing independent place to get your comics made. Um, it,
1: it was such a wild thing during the '90s with them. A lot of a lot of amazing artists leaving huge places like Marvel and DC, setting out their own, and then turns out it's it's not really you know it's it's really hard to make a good comic but it's even harder to build a business that can sustain Mm -hmm. when things start to go south a little bit and you know a lot of those indie comics kind of had a little trouble as as you know it's as things wax and wane with uh with the popularity whereas dc and marvel can weather that kind of stuff they're huge they're not gonna you know they're fine and you got
0: people like mark silvestri uh you got people like uh who who created um Oh, geez. Who created Deadpool and Cable when he was at Marvel? Uh, that guy. The one that draws that terribly guy. did that horrible Captain America chess yeah, shot. Captain America. Yeah. It's, it's a freaking name. I can't think of his name. What's anyway. his name? It's Captain America dry, drawer guy. Yeah, that's, that's his name. name. That's, that's his totally name. Totally you don't know name. That, yeah. Does the Chats have it? They probably have it. Yeah. Liefeld, it. Rob Liefeld. That's it. Liefeld. Uh, it. Say what you want about his art, but he invented some really amazing characters and did the same uh, coming over to, to uh, anyway. All that stuff. I loved it. Max. you Remember Max, dude? Max oh, was so dude, good I love
1: that I love the. I love the uh, the Liquid TV spinoff thing they yeah. did on MTV cartoons that was so, so freaking awesome
0: yeah it was on Liquid Television wasn't it and yeah everything's had, rad
1: man yeah, I miss being
0: rad I miss rad things too that was cool because that was I forgot the artist's name but that was an ex Incredible Hulk guy and Max was right. next level stuff man I loved Max that. was totally bulky yeah I was ripped. into it I was into it and Jim Lee, freaking legend, you know, now over yeah. at heads DC, but, you know, the work he did there was yep. great. Anyway, uh, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the games of that era. That's the important thing, the games, the retro games of that era. That's what we're going to do, and that'll be next week here on Play Retro. I'd like to thank our uh, patrons for joining us. We got brand new folks since the new month rolled over, like Ooh. Sonor Gonzo, Eric Holm, and D-Man. Oh, hi, Eric. Yeah, D- I like D-Man. Man. D-Man's a good name. I'd play a video game called D-Man. You probably have. I would play that. You probably played one. Yeah, you probably. Just don't know it. I'm trying to think if I ever played anything like D-Man. I did play a little... What's that, uh I forgot to mention it, but that, what's the Sega one where the guy's made out of balls? Uh, <laughs> something man.
1: Vector Man. Vector Man. I loved Vector Man 1 and 2. We're going to definitely... Vector Man has been on my list for a very long time for us to talk about Vector Man. Yeah, let's get to some Vector Man, man.
0: Anyway, uh, big thanks to these three new fabulous people, and also thanks to everybody who supports us over there. You want some rad monthly benefits as well as pre-show content every week and no commercials ever? Time to sign up at patreon.com slash playretro. Brian, anything else you'd like to say before we go today? Uh, I don't know if I have another 120
1: hours to finish my Ultima experience, but I'm going to. Don't worry. The teacher will demand your,
0: your you turn your test right. in at the end pop of the quizzed. day. Yep, pop quiz, mother <laughs> effers. I hope you paid attention. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thank you for listening. Go play something retro, and we'll see you next time. Get more at frogpants.com.
1: Or British welcome the head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Muscal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu Original Limited series: We Were the Lucky Ones with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's
0: Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu.